Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, Diana. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, just shortly, I want to introduce you, Diana. Diana is an evolutionary astrologer and spiritual coach. It's the second time she's on the podcast, and it's really a beautiful time to speak now as we've ha- just had the, the new moon in Scorpio last week. And in the upcoming week, we're going to have a lunar eclipse in Taurus, which will be the first one in the series of eclipses with Taurus and Scorpio. So we are actually preparing for an online ceremony or gathering uh, that we will host on the 19th of November. So next Friday to celebrate this eclipse. And this episode is a lot to talk about Uh, what's coming up for us and what eclipses really are and what the north node and south node of the moon is and how this uh, phase of the moon is so significant. So I want to welcome you back, Diana, and I would love for you to also introduce yourself uh, to the listeners that might have not listened to our first podcast together. Sure, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, So my name is Diana Westley and as Sharon noted, I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a spiritual coach. Um, But evolutionary astrology actually has very strong ties to the eclipses because it focuses on these two points in the sky um, that are are linked to the moon. Um, It's called the north and the south node of the moon. And it tells us something about kind of where we're coming from entering into this life, our default patterns and tendencies, our karma. Um, So kind of this, this point that tells us all about our our past lifetimes, all about where our soul has been on its journey, along with this opposing point called the north node of the moon that tells us something about our dharma, what we're growing toward in this lifetime. And so my work is very much focused around our soul's journey. Um, Mm. And it's not limited to this lifetime per se. Um, If the idea of multiple lifetimes feels a little bit foreign, then then you can think about it as kind of just our default patterns entering into this life, who we are when we're young, um, and also kind of our our growth opportunities and what we're evolving toward um, over the course of this lifetime. Um, But that's kind of the, the basis of the work I do is looking at the stars, um, looking at the planets, the celestial bodies, and helping people understand their evolutionary path, um, get unstuck by understanding 
kind of who they are, where they're likely to get stuck or, or caught in kind of self-imposed cages, um, how to get around those things and, and how to continue growing. Um, so that's the majority of my work. And again, um, I'll talk more about eclipses, but, but eclipses are very key to understanding our soul's growth, our soul's journey, um, and at specific and, and unique points in time when we have these eclipse seasons, there is this opportunity for um, major growth toward our, our destiny um, through the process of release and, um, you know, consciousness shifts and, and so on. So that's a lot, but um, I'll turn it back over to Sharon to introduce a bit more about what we're going to be talking about today. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, introducing the topic so well. And it's really interesting. And I think that when I discovered this, it made so much sense to me, both individually and as a collective, like what our focus and our our almost our leading star is and what we have to work with releasing in order to grow in this life. So I really love this uh, concept in astrology and think it's so interesting with evolutionary astrology. Like you said, it's about like many lifetimes and how we're evolving as souls. So it's really a bigger perspective. And I think that, I mean, the, the eclipses have been so important in ancient times because it's so it usually now we're going to have a partial eclipse when when there is an eclipse of the moon and the sun it's very visible and there's so much mythology around what the eclipses are and mean and what the gods were saying and what were the rituals and ceremonies around these time periods and how how also ancient civilizations started to predict the eclipses, which I find so interesting how far back we have knowledge of that. So it is auspicious time for, for many ancient cultures. And uh, I think that in our evening together, when we're going to talk about the astrology of the this major event and especially since it's going to be shifting as well and we will get into this but as we're shifting this shift will happen on a collective level and as individuals as well of course so I'm really looking forward to that and getting into some uh, like goddess stories meditation other practices that we will do together to really harness this energy that we are being given and not uh, being unaware of it. So it's not just happening to us. We're like co-creating with the moon, with the universe. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think the first thing, just like a basic thing would be nice for people, since we are talking about the North node and South node, uh, maybe for those that haven't gotten into astrology that much but are interested maybe we can start there what what are those points yeah um so i'm not an astronomer but i'd like to try and offer a quick visualization of, of what the north and south node are and also how they're kind of tied in with eclipses and so basically the earth has this orbit 
around the sun, this plane that it creates as it, as it moves around the sun. And then the moon is orbiting the earth. Um, and when the orbit of the moon um, crosses the orbit of the earth around the sun, um, there's these two points. And, and when there's a new or a full moon in those two points, again, of the moon's orbit kind of crossing the earth's orbit around the sun, um, then we can have eclipses. And so um, if it's a full moon, then we end up with a lunar eclipse like the one we have coming up. Um, and, and basically with a lunar eclipse, the earth casts a shadow on the moon from the sun. So the earth is between the sun and the moon and is casting the shadow um, on the moon. And with a solar eclipse, this happens during a new moon. Um, and so in this case, um, the um, moon is, is between the earth and the sun and it's casting a shadow on the earth. And so when we think about it that way, um, you know, there was definitely a lot of reverence as Sheeran brought up for eclipses in ancient cultures, but I think there was also a lot of fear because it was this time of, of shadow, of um, darkness or kind of increased darkness. And um, when we think about the north and the south node, um, the north and south node are actually those two points as well. It's the points in the sky where, um, again, the moon's orbit is crossing this Earth's plane, this, this orbit around the sun. Um, and so they're changing over time. They change signs. They're always exactly opposite each other um, in, in this kind of you know, polarity. Um, and the kind of idea there is that, um, you know, as the moon is descending over this, this orbit um, or over this plane of the earth, then we have this south node. And so this descending action, this, this entry into the shadows, into the underworld um, tells us something about, again, where we're coming from. The south node tells us about our past lives. It tells us about the shadows that we carry into this lifetime as well. The fears, the challenges, the struggles. Um, it's, it's an area where we can find ourselves feeling really stuck um, and burned out and resentful, but it's also our default mode. So it's comfortably uncomfortable. It's something that we've really overplayed, really overdone. Um, and so in astrology, um, you can find the south node and the north node by looking at, um, you know, your birth chart. There's lots of different tools you can use to find that for free. The south node is usually represented by this little upside down horseshoe symbol, and it's also called the descending node. Um, and then the north node is telling us something about, again, those evolutionary growth opportunities. It's always this exact counterbalance to the south node. Um, and the North Node tells us something about, you know, how we, what our soul needs in this lifetime, what actions, what qualities, what traits it needs to develop in order to continue its evolution, move into a new level of consciousness and so on. And so because these two points, the North and South Node, are also the points at which we have eclipses. Um, when we have a new or full moon near the North and South Node um, in the sky, these two celestial points, 
um, we have an eclipse. And so there's this, this added energy with eclipses of destiny, of karma, of you know, releasing these south node patterns and tendencies, both collective ones um, and also personal and individual ones. And there's also this opportunity to kind of supercharge our growth toward our dhar dharma, toward our kind of destined path, um, to really get in touch with you know, what it is that our soul is yearning to do and be and become and, and create um, this, this process of unfolding is kind of um, heightened during eclipses. And so, um, so again, because the North and South node, this point of, you know, the past of release and the North node, this point of growth and movement and, and forward momentum are tied up in eclipses the um, eclipse energy that we work with is often this, this mix of we really have to let something go in order for something new to come. Something has to die for something new to be born. Um, and so, so that's kind of the, the basic idea there. And if the astronomy is a little bit complex to understand just kind of hearing it um, or to visualize. There's also lots of great graphics out there um, that a quick Google search will help with, but, but having kind of that visual can help you understand just that linkage there um, and why the, the importance of, of kind of um, that north and the south node of these eclipses is so, so key in understanding um, ourselves and understanding our, our growth opportunities and so on. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll pause there. <laughs> great, great to get that uh, understanding, I think, and to see that it's a part of our life and of this cycle of life and lives. So, and understanding also what we're looking at, because when we look at the universe, we can almost feel like it's external from us and something we're observing but everything we observe out there is observed within us and there's no real distance or separation it's within us so we just have these tools to understand what shifts we we are working with because we are cyclical and things are changing all the time and the nodes change uh, not too often but quite often and we're in that period now uh, where we've been, we are shifting. So maybe if you speak about how the North and South Node has affected us as a collective up until now, up until we're shifting into the Taurus Scorpio, how would you say it's been like manifesting in, in the world? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so we've had the North Node, so this evolutionary growth opportunity in Gemini. We've had the South Node in Sagittarius for almost 18 months now. Um, the nodes change signs every year and a half or so. Um, and it'll change signs again in January of 2022. So that's kind of the shift that we're preparing for with this current eclipse season, kind of releasing the old polarity of Gemini and Sagittarius and moving into this new polarity of working with Taurus and Scorpio. Um, but 
over the past, you know, 17, 16 months of, of the Gemini Sagittarius um, nodal axis, we've really seen a lot of growth and an opportunity to grow toward open-mindedness. Um, so Gemini is a sign associated with curiosity, with asking questions, with listening deeply. Um, Gemini wants to gather all of the facts. Um, it doesn't want to just jump to a conclusion, um, declare a truth. It tends to be kind of opposed to dogma, to anything that's too hard and fast. And it really understands um, complexity, human complexity, emotional complexity, moral complexity, because it can see every shade of gray. Um, there's no black and white thinking with Gemini. There's only the shades of gray in between. And so all of us have been kind of called to, to get closer to others, to ask questions of them, um, to open our minds to new perspectives, to new truths, and to release any attachment to an ultimate truth um, that fits all people at all times. And so when we think about the South Node in Sagittarius, kind of this, this where we're coming from collectively right now, what what we have an opportunity to revisit, reevaluate, and release. Um, this would be shadow Sagittarius. This is being self-righteous, dogmatic, polarizing in our beliefs. Um, this is beliefs and belief systems and ideologies that really play on our emotions in a way that can feel almost manipulative sometimes. Um, and so, it's been asking us to, to recognize when we've become too emotional about a belief. Again, the moon in astrology rules our emotions and our emotional nature. So the north and the south node of the moon are also tied into emotions and our emotional body. Um, eclipses are tied into our emotions and our emotional body. And so with, with Sagittarius as the south node, um, if we find ourselves getting really emotional, really impassioned, really upset, um, deeply emotionally unsettled by someone else's perspective, viewpoint, belief, um, whatever it may be, truth, um, we're asked to kind of, you know, calm ourselves. Um, Gemini is a very objective, very rational placement for the North Node. And so it's asking us to, to kind of quiet and calm the fire of our emotions, fire being Sagittarius, so that we can open our minds, clear our minds, and, and get closer to those we disagree with, get closer to the issues, um, build bridges rather than burning them down. <laughs> um, so this is very much the energy we're working with. It's been a very polarizing time, to be honest, so that's definitely Shadow Sagittarius. But the more polarized things become, the more people want to try to build those bridges and meet in the middle. Um, the more we have some people really championing the spice of life through diversity um, and, and encouraging new perspectives, multiple perspectives, wanting to meet in the middle. Um, and so we've definitely seen kind of a mix of both. Um, so, so that's some of the energy that we have been working with. Um, do you have any more thoughts on that, Sheeran, from your experience and what you've seen with this nodal axis? 
Yeah, I think it, the the themes are exactly what you said, and it's it's um, it's moved, like the past few years when the act, the nodes have shifted. I've I've seen very clear themes like into what is going on in the world and and Gemini being so um, somehow related also to like real information and not like just beliefs and all the beliefs that we might have and wanting to have more answers and being able to research yourself and being more like curious and being um I think that and especially like we've seen how communication tools have grown even stronger and everything that has to do with Gemini has been just evolving and becoming bigger in the world and Mm -hmm. technology and social media and other tools as we mentioned before as well so I think that it's uh, on a collective level very clear um and um yeah it's not it ju- it's about learning so that we can like also evolve our mind it's it's about um like some kind of merging between our th- that axis like merging the higher wisdom with what we can work with here in the more tangible so it's like a balance that that really needed to be done and what I find is so beautiful from this uh, place of being mind, mind and wisdom oriented, we go, go, now we'll move into the more embodiment mm-hmm. and the feminine, I think, because now as we're moving into Taurus, it's going to be like, I mean, it's more Venusian and then we have the Scorpio deep. So maybe we can get into that now because... Yeah why we feel like next week's full moon is so important and this shift of of the nodes are important is because we're entering a stage in our evolution and and in the collective evolution where we're focused our focus will be completely different and and i think that the months that are coming up after this eclipse will be so uh, life-changing for so many people and the way we operate as a collective as well and moving into again this more feminine based sign and earthy sign and everything that Taurus has to do with I think that's going to be beautiful to see because we were also like in in cancer not too long ago as mm-hmm. as a collective moving into that and I feel felt that nurturing. So how do you see, like, why is this time important now with the upcoming eclipse and what are the energies are shifting and what, what, what do you see with that coming up? Um, gosh, I love so much of what you just said. One thing I want to come back to before um, kind of moving into this, this transition is you were talking about kind of this evolution of our mind And that is such a huge part of what we've been working with. So again, with Shadow Sagittarius, with the South Node there, with with opportunities to get stuck in something, um, that's the mind kind of ceasing its growth because it's become too fixed 
to a truth, too fixed to one lens of, of viewing and understanding the world. And so that North Node in Gemini basically says the most growth comes from an empty cup mindset, from completely clearing our minds so that we can be open to growth of our minds so that we can evolve the lens through which we see the world, welcome in new perspectives that can, can help us continue growing. Um, again, our, our mental capacity connecting to the higher mind, but through openness. Um, and, and yeah, what's, what's also interesting about Gemini is that um, it reminds us of the power of our thoughts, of our beliefs, of our words, and our ability to really craft new narratives just by changing our minds, just by changing the stories that we repeatedly tell ourselves and tell others. Um, it's reminded us that we can craft new narratives that have the potential to completely change the world and, and change our lives. Um, and so that said, I feel like there's this really kind of exciting crossroads that we're at right now with the upcoming eclipse season, um, in part because the first eclipse we have is going to be on this Taurus-Scorpio axis, so kind of welcoming in this new energy. But the second eclipse is going to be a total solar eclipse on December 4th, and that one will be um, in Sagittarius, a new moon in Sagittarius associated with our current south node. And so we really are at this um, transitional point right now where we don't have two eclipses on the same axis, we have two eclipses on different, on different axes. <laughs> um, and so there is this, this really big energetic shift happening right now, um, but we're not done with the old, we're, we're kind of getting a sneak peek into what's to come, um, but we still have some work to do with this Gemini Sagittarius axis. Um, that said, I sense that right now, what we have the opportunity to do is leverage kind of the, the open-mindedness, but also the word magic of Gemini um, to really be able to craft new narratives about the feminine, bringing in that Taurus energy, and especially the feminine form. Um, so Taurus is a very embodied energy um, and really brings us into kind of embodiment of the feminine through matter. Um, and so when we think about Taurus, she's like the earth mother. And um, we tend to, to think about Mother Earth and how we can care for Mother Earth um, when we move into these Taurus energies. Um, but all human form, our, our bodies, all matters kind of this reflection of the earth um, and, and learning to be in our bodies and love our bodies and, and write again new stories with this transition from Gemini about our bodies, about the feminine, about the goddess um, is a really big part of liberating the feminine, which is I think going to be a big energy in 2022 when the North Node officially is in Taurus and is making all of these exciting aspects with Uranus, the great awakener, the great liberator. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of this potential, again, to work with this 
Gemini energy right now to start thinking about what are those new earth stories? What are the new um, narratives, the new definitions that we want to have um, around the feminine? What are the new values that we want to start speaking into existence? Values being a Taurus word. Um, so we really have the potential right now to use our minds and our voices to start kind of ushering in this new era. Um, at the same time with this Sagittarius energy um, on the south node transitioning into Scorpio on the south node. I think there's a really big opportunity to start rethinking and reevaluating our beliefs around power, um, especially beliefs that see power, a Scorpio word, as a zero-sum game and tell us that power is limited and that in order for others to gain power, we must lose power. Um, instead of seeing power as this unlimited source, um, as something that we all have, that we all contain, that can't be lost and that has the potential to grow. So we're releasing these old, fixed, limiting mindsets about power, um, especially beliefs that, that try to tell us that fear and hatred are greater powers than love, which would be more um, Taurus's power. Taurus is ruled by Venus, Venus, the goddess of love. And so I think what we're going to be really working with is these old, oppressive, limiting definitions of power um, and, and moving into new definitions of power that lead everybody into their own power, that lead to more of a collective um, global empowerment versus old systems of power that inherently need some people to be oppressed for and, and disempowered for others to hold power. Um, so I think that's going to be kind of some of the, the big shifts we're working with. And again, these beliefs are just beliefs. That's Sagittarius. Um, they're, they're not necessarily hard and fast facts. And so if we can change our beliefs about these things, change our stories about them, um, then we really have the potential to move into a very different new era, a very different new energy, and a new level of consciousness um, with this, this big shift we're experiencing. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think exactly, we're also, after the eclipse, almost leaving we will be leaving the Scorpio month and going into Sagittarius. And uh, I feel like Scorpio month is kind of intense and a great time to work with releasing and healing and, and really seeing your shadows and fears and everything. Everything is coming up now. I feel like that's a theme for most people. And then when we go into, like, if we do all this beautiful work at the lunar eclipse the full moon in Taurus it would be so even more ease when we're going into the Sagittarius uh, more the the weeks of being a little bit more positive and joyful it's a, a little less heavy mm -hmm. than the work that we're doing right now and um, and with the new moon there it's going to be uh, yeah it's it's going to be a beautiful transition into the next year as well which 
in another episode, you were talking about the, uh, the astrology that is coming up. And I think that what we will also do, I have to mention on our full moon eclipse online circle and ceremony, we will um, get in even deeper into the astrology and the energy of the eclipse as we are practicing on the day of the eclipse, which is very heightened uh, energetically. And uh, there's goddesses involved. You also do goddess astrology, which is so beautiful. And I really loved when you did the reading for me. So we will, we will incorporate goddesses into the session and into the meditation, because that is one aspect of the divine of the manifested world. So it's going to be a great way if, if you are interested in connecting with the divine feminine, we will incorporate that. And the moon is, of course, also a goddess in itself. So it's going to be great. And something that we also both of us love and that we will be sharing is a tapping practice to really feel into where we are right now individually and uh, to really have a form of release or a form of healing that is so important for us to do now as we go along and we create the new energy for the next upcoming months and the new year as well. Uh, I don't know what else you would like to share, Diana, for this session that we will have. I mean, now we our registration is open. So if you do want the early bird discount, uh, it's going to be uh, valid until the 17th. And then after that, it's a different pricing. So if you are curious, all the links are here in the episode in the show notes so you can check that out and if you want if you have any questions you can connect with us of course and uh, if you're not able to join live you will be able to have the recording afterwards and still work with the energy throughout the whole weekend because i mean the eclipse energy is not just one evening it's going to be <laughs> it's already felt maybe and it's going to be felt a week after as well yeah if not longer yeah <laughs> um this is especially with eclipses um with any you know newer full moon that energy is kind of you know with us for the six months following um until the next newer full moon in that sign um but but yes, especially with eclipses, since it's ushering in this new nodal axis, this new um, kind of evolutionary growth path, um, it's it's going to be felt especially strongly. And um, and actually, I just wanted to offer for people who are interested in attending, or, or even just for people who are interested in kind of working with the eclipse and eclipses in general on a personal level. Um, looking up your, your north and south node um, or getting a reading with an astrologer. Um, you know, like either of us, we, we both do astrology readings, um, can be really helpful in understanding the patterns that are coming up for you personally. So, so both looking at the north and south node in your own chart, because those are always um, kind of triggered or, or, or the energy 
them tend to be felt a bit more strongly around eclipses um, because we're, we're really being asked to grow in this major way. Also looking at where the eclipses fall in your birth chart. Um, are they sitting with a planet in your birth chart? So um, for example, Sharon has her moon in Jupiter and Taurus, and they're both going to be sitting with this full moon lunar eclipse that's mm. coming up. And so that's going to add this, this kind of extra energy to this eclipse for her, an extra energy of really releasing and, and opening up to something new and different. Um, you can also look at the eclipse, the, the solar eclipse that happened before you were born. Um, and that can tell you something more about kind of the qualities that need to be developed. Um, they're often going to be linked to your north or south node, but sometimes um, like people who are born, you know, right around now, they might, or, or early next year, they might have their prenatal solar eclipse in Sagittarius, which is linked with this, this current nodal axis, but they may be born um, next year when the North and South node are in Taurus and Scorpio. And so for people like that, they might actually have this, this feeling of, of building a bridge between kind of the two energies or the two axes. Um, just thinking about people who are born um, in early 1985, um, for a lot of those folks, they're actually working with um, a solar eclipse that did happen in Sagittarius before the nodes moved into Taurus and Scorpio. And so just kind of knowing that can also be helpful um, for understanding yourself on just kind of a personal level, looking at, at what that energy brings into your experience. Um, and again, also can help you understand how um, these eclipses may impact you personally. Um, so both, you know, knowing your north and south node, knowing where this eclipse is going to fall in your birth chart, um, and also looking at that prenatal eclipse, you can do a, a Google search to see when the solar eclipse was before um, you were born, and and kind of you know understanding that energy a little bit more. And again, you know, getting support. Um, there's there's lots of fantastic astrologers out there, um, so that can be helpful. But um, but all of that can can kind of help you prepare for either our workshop, the eclipses in general. Um, and, and yeah, and lots of time grounding yourself right now. Mm. <laughs> this is kind of an ungrounding <laughs> season in my experience. Um, and especially working with that Taurus energy, just, you know, allowing yourself to eat good food, nourish yourself, spend time in nature, do whatever grounding practices that really help you feel, um, you know, connected to this earth as, as things are shifting cosmically um, can be really helpful. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for sharing that additional information. I think that's very interesting and, and to look up and to understand. And yeah, we, our wish for the, for the circle and this online ceremony and gathering, gathering people from all over the world will be that we definitely together that us two can hold the space for our inner evolution and healing which will then also translate into the people around us and in the societies that we are so 
the important the work what we have our spiritual practice our sadhana it's we try to do it for the highest and greatest good for all living beings and those that have been so it's going to be really interesting we will also for those that want to share after the session to do a sharing so it's going to be interactive and if you have questions right then you will be able to bring it up and we will answer so I, i'm really looking forward to uh yeah to our online gathering on the 19th you can find the event both on our websites and also on facebook and we have all the links in the show notes for you to check out and the early bird is up until the 17th so you have uh, like a week left on that so check that out and I want to thank you Diana for sharing so much amazing information and insights again with everyone who's listening oh thank you so much Sharon and, and yes I'm really excited for this ceremony I think it's going to be very powerful just to come together and gather in community um, this Gemini North Node we're still working with is very social and and really derives power and energy through connecting with others um and so i i think you know and as we transition into taurus um which is a slightly more self-contained sign just remembering the power of gathering of community um and and getting to have that experience together next week i think will be such a great way to um yeah to kind of see what we've learned and, and how we've developed and grown and um and coming together to make plans to continue to drive positive change collectively next year mm -hmm. um so I'm, I'm very excited for this i'm so excited to do this this year and she's just such a powerful um healer and and woman and um i really am looking forward to seeing some of you there thank mm -hmm. you for listening to us today yeah, <laughs> I hope thank you so helpful. much yeah Thank you so much to everyone and thank you, Diana, again. Mm -hmm.